0: Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal Constitution with today's edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I thought today we would talk about the groups for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. The pots were unveiled today uh, among the eight groups. There are quite a few very, very interesting ones, but let's go through them first. Group A contains Russia, Uruguay, Egypt, Saudi Arabia. Group B, Portugal, Spain, Iran, and Morocco. Group C, France, Peru, Denmark, Australia. Group D, Argentina, Croatia, Iceland, Nigeria. Group E, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Serbia. Group F, Germany, Mexico, Sweden, South Korea. Group G, Belgium, England, Tunisia, Panama. Group H, Poland, Colombia, Senegal, Japan. Of course, the U.S., Chile, Italy are in the group of... Nothing. Uh, There's been a lot of debate already, as there should be, about what are going to be the toughest groups in next season's World Cup and what are going to be the easiest. I've already had an email from a very good friend of mine questioning how in the world Russia got into a group with Uruguay, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia. By far, it appears to be the easiest group among all eight. Uh, Russia, of course, is the host. Seeing as what's going on in the current political climate... Knowing FIFA's history, knowing the history of how countries land the World Cup, there are going to be a lot of questions raised about how in the world Russia, even in a blind draw, could end up uh, in a group as easy as this one. Uh, The toughest groups, there's quite a few, I think, that are going to be a little bit tougher than everyone assumes. I think Group D, naturally, is going to be very, very tough. Argentina, arguably one of the world's best teams. Lionel Messi's likely final go uh, to win a World Cup, to win anything of consequence uh, with Argentina. Croatia is filled with attacking talent. Luka Modric. Uh, we'll have that team, the Real Madrid playmaker. Iceland is the world's darling after their run uh, two years ago. And Nigeria is one of those teams that always has talent, can't seem to put it together as consistently as you might think, but they are a very tough team. Uh, another tough group will, of course, be Group F, Germany, the reigning champs. Mexico, who I think a lot of people in the U.S. should should adopt. Uh, I love the way that Mexico plays under one Carlos Osorio. Uh Sweden, a very, very good team. They got in uh, in a playoff. And South Korea, which kind of rolled through its uh, qualifying group in Asia, I think is going to be another tough one. Uh, And then we go to Group G. Belgium, uh, the golden generation for Belgium, filled with players. Uh, who just, you know, are technically gifted, very fast. Uh, they, they feature for some of the world's best teams. It's going to be a fantastic group with England, uh, perennially underachieving England, but a group with... A young squad filled with attacking talent, filled with depth. Uh, Could this be their year? And Panama, coming out of CONCACAF, arguably the world's easiest uh, qualifying region. Uh, But I think Panama could end up being a spoiler in this group. Uh, The way that it plays, its physical, defensive style, it could be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Group H with Poland, Colombia, Senegal, and Japan. That's kind of a mystery group. Poland with Robert Lewandowski. uh, You know, all you need is one good striker, and you can do some damage in the World Cup. Poland has that. Colombia has a lot of uh, depth on the wings and up top and in the midfield. That would be fun to watch. Japan is another one of those teams you just don't know too much about. But if I had to pick off the top of my head... The groups that are going to go through Russia and Uruguay in Group A, Portugal and Spain in Group B. I think France and Denmark in Group C. France, I think, is going to be among the favorites as they should be. I'm not really going out on a limb there. Group D, I'm going to go a little bit differently. I'm going to see Argentina and Iceland in Group D. Group E, I'm going to go with Brazil and Costa Rica. Group F, I'm going to go with Germany and Mexico. Group G, Belgium and England. And Group H, I'm going to be a little bit goofy, and I'm going to go with Colombia and Japan coming out of Group H. Uh, those are my picks for the World Cup groups. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you want to add them in the comments section, you can email them to me at droberson@ajc. at AJC. Uh, you could post them on Facebook uh, at Atlanta United News Now. I posted a story earlier today talking to Greg Garza after his multi-year contract with the five stripes was announced on wednesday uh my birthday by chance that was a funny one i was driving to go see a play uh, with my girlfriend and got a uh, message that the uh, deal was about to be announced so that was you know an interesting kind of 30 minutes for me uh big thanks to chris vivalmore inside the office for helping me out with that uh but i always enjoy talking with greg he's always a thoughtful guy always a good guy um, he's a guy who's been kind of searching for a permanent home. He's had a bit of bad luck at a lot of the places he's been uh, whether because of injuries or because of rules changes within the league. So it's kind of good to see him land with a team that uh, you know wants to promote stability has a good core in Atlanta United, has potential and ambition. Uh, obviously Atlanta United played much better with, with Garza roaming up and down that left flank uh, than without him. Uh, not to say that Mikey Ambrose, the Chris. McCann can didn't play well. They did. Uh, but it's just a little bit different with Garza than with those other guys. The big questions for him, around him uh, you know, voiced by several of, of his team supporters is his history of injuries. He had two hamstring injuries in September that sidelined him uh, for about seven games, six or seven games I think. He said the hamstring is fine now. He thinks that the first one was just a result of uh, kind of the fatigue, the number of games in short in such a short period of time. The second one, he might have rushed himself back a little too much. He thought he had done everything uh, to recover from the first one, suffered against New England in the middle of September. And then they went to New England. It was a cold, wet night. He got out there, and he said he could just feel it almost immediately. Uh, The team wasn't training as often because of the eight games in 24 days, so he thought that... um, he just he he thought he was going to be okay but had he been able to train and be able to really test the hamstring out he likely would have known Better if he was going to be able to play but that's how the schedule was made and so he's guessing that the 2018 schedule which will come out in January uh, likely that won't be a problem um, but anyway I hope you'll get a chance to read that. I've tweeted it out at Doug Robertson AJC. You can find it on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast Southern Fried Soccer on iTunes and I hope you have a great weekend uh, This is it for me uh, Doug Robertson, again with the Atlanta Journal of Constitution. I am posting also uh, team by team capsules for the World Cup. I'm calling them the Way Too Early World Cup capsules. I've posted two. I hope you'll have a chance to read them as I continue to post them throughout the month. Take care. Bye bye. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices Greg Bluesteak, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nigat are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.